Hey guys, so this is the podcast that I promised you. We were on Lee Kara's Unleash Your Light podcast. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to roll that episode today. Really appreciate y'all being here. Welcome. Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast, where we cover anything related to behavior change that will increase your long-term wellness and happiness. And now here are your hosts, personal trainer and RNs, Matt and Jenna Lane. All right. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome. My name is Lee Kara. This is Unleash Your Light. I'm so excited today, you guys. I know it's been a minute since I've done a formal show. I'm usually sitting on the couch. Gerald, you are going to love this show. Hello, my mama bear. I'm so excited. I hope you guys will share this out because let me tell you, I've got the best guest today. I am super excited, you guys. Like, I can't even. The last guest I had, she was amazingly fascinating. It was the new moon energy. Um, Brana Mihotovic. I always say her name wrong. It's very complicated. She's from the Ukraine. And it's spelled, it's actually spelled kind of exactly the way that I said it wrong and right. So it's a little bit confusing. Yeah, I know, Gerald Fitness. That's your, that's your thing. I wish that I had that kind of dedication for you. To your physical, that's why I'm, that's part of why I'm doing this, right? The message is always for me, right? All right, you guys, so I am going to go ahead and introduce the guest. I hope you guys shared, because let me tell you, you're going to regret it if you didn't. You're going to share it in like five minutes, okay? <laughs> so I'm going to bring on my guests. All right, let's go. Here we are, Matt and Jenna. Hello there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, y'all. Th thank you. Thank you so much for having us on, and thanks for allowing us into your ears for a little while we appreciate you having us on yeah we're so happy to be here i'm super excited and i came across matt and jenna on youtube uh they have a multitude of uh of information out there and tons of links which you definitely saw in the uh in the description um and i would love for matt and jenna to explain to us what they do who they are gerald is saying that he's in shape because round is a shape i second that but i would like the shape to not be round <laughs> so please jenna and matt introduce yourselves tell my people uh, what you do what you're about i'm going to do a little bit of sharing while you do that and let's get this show on the road sure yeah so um we're both um we're both registered nurses i'm a personal trainer and uh, we're husband and wife and um we started a company called Matt Lane Fitness in 2017, and long story short, you know, fitness changed my life uh, in just in so many ways, but it changed my life first mentally. Uh, behavior change, I found very quickly, was the reason that it changed my life. Of course, it changed my physical body and, and all of that, but we both have had our very different journeys through fitness wellness. We've been able to utilize healthcare to show us that fitness, wellness, these proactive measures can do so much for you and actually keep you out of the healthcare system. But at the end of the day, it always boils back down to that behavior change piece. That's what we truly believe, believe and adopt and try to, to spread that message. We feel like we were given this message and we're simply vessels to carry that on. Jenna, you want to add to it? Yeah, you really summarized it very well. Um, as you said, we're both registered nurses. Um, you know, my journey has been more on the mental health side of it. Um, you know, that's something that runs deep in my family and me as well. And just, you know, realizing some very basic things has really 
helped me um, in my mental health journey as well as my physical health. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to what you guys are saying. When you get a calling almost to relay this sort of thing, I mean, it's transformational just in and of itself without even taking the steps to do that. And just for my Facebook folks, your video is lagging, but your sound is perfect. So we're just gonna roll on because everybody's listening. <laughs> everybody's listening, you know? And so people uh, like, for me example, I also got this, it's almost feeling compelled to share that message, to be the voice of that uh, transformation. And so I totally, that was part of when I started watching you guys and kind of being into it that I really connected with was because it's not about the looks. It's not about the surface yep. presentation. It's about an actual true change. And the fact that you link it to a perspective shift within us, I think is, is so big. And uh, I was telling them right before the broadcast, I had watched uh, one of their uh, videos on uh, Instagram. They do these little clips. You're very good at it, by the way, all that social media stuff. That's really <laughs> beautiful, those little clips that you do um, about the gratitude point. So I would really love uh, for you guys to kind of expand on that. Sure. Yeah. So, um, on our on our podcast, we always started out with our our gratitude point, and it's totally intentional, totally intentional on our part to, uh, I guess, maybe be accountable for ourselves. Like we always know when we're going into the show, we're going to have one, and we we do that on a daily basis in our own heads, sometimes aloud to one another. Um, but the intention really was for every viewer that or every listener that came, they kept hearing that. You're like, all right, what is this woohoo? What is this woo-woo crap that these people are talking about? But eventually, <laughs> yeah. like, I had this feeling that people would start to resonate and be like, I'm going to try that. And then, because gratitude, I can say that I really started being intentionally grateful about a year and a half ago. I think it was around a year and a half ago. And since I did that, there's been just a big, big difference in my level of happiness. Uh, you know, and when it, it this whole business thing, this whole fitness thing, they sort of intertwine for me. And um, she's the beauty and I'm sort of the <laughs> brains, if you want to call me the brains. Um, but, you know, so uh, having said all that, when I really started focusing on gratitude and she as well, our lives improved a lot in many different facets. I know that that sounds, again, woo-woo, but it's just so true. If you can shift your perspective, and that's what the point is for, the gratitude point is for if you can take something when you're down and in the dumps and not doing well, you're going to shift your perspective if you can find a piece to be grateful for. It's very easy when you're way up here and everything's going well, when you're not in the midst of a worldwide pandemic, you know, like it's really easy when you're doing well to be grateful. But when you're down here, that's the true measure of who you are. So I, I think that that gratitude point shifts your perspective and that's the intention yeah and i think to add on to it it's really the difference of the people who are happy and the people who are unhappy it's just that perspective shift and that gratitude for what's happening whether it could be perceived as good or bad um you know you understand that you're on the mountaintops better when you're grateful for the things that are in your life and you understand the perspective of the valleys too of being grateful for that in your life when you have that perspective shift because you really could be on the mountaintop and still be ungrateful and unhappy if you don't really understand the perspective and have that gratitude yep yep 
Absolutely. And you can't go too woo-woo uh, with me, believe me. <laughs> so, all right. So to the you audience, can't go too woo-woo with me. To the audience and to you, I say with all due respect, I love the woo-woo in you because I've, I've, I've listened to a few of your episodes. And I was like, this girl is woo-woo as hell, and I love it. <laughs> Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. So we will definitely go woo-woo. I appreciate it. Yes, please. But just for everybody who started watching now, in the second half, they are going to do practical stuff and actual things. You guys know I'm all about the simple things we can do every day to shift. And so they are going to help us do that in the 3D world. I know that so many of my friends try to stay in this 5D elevated, like nothing, it's all an illusion and nothing touches me and all of this is pretend. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, and so, so I, bringing it back into the 3D can be incredibly difficult. And uh, I know a lot of the people in the, in the comments are talking about this exact sort of thing, are, are connecting it the way that you did. And what you were talking about but with the, the mountains and the valleys, um, the thing that, that, that I have really embraced on my own journey um, after years of clinical depression, before my awakening, and, and just this, this uh, experience of transforming myself, because I'm the only person I could change, um, <laughs> is that in the darkest moments are where the biggest transformations come. They're where the, the light bulb clicks on, and you can really see that aha so incredibly clearly. And to embrace those low points as your actual high points. And that was what, when you were talking about that gratitude, gratitude point in your little video was about, you may not be seeing results. You know, when we go on a spiritual journey, there, there's something they call the dark night of the soul. Now, I don't like that term very much, but the people in the audience, I mean, everybody recognizes that in the spiritual community, where you have to dig through your darkest garbage to get through to the other side. Like you have to go through all the pain you've had, all the suffering, all the times you held a grudge, all the times you were mad at someone, those things that you're not letting go of so that you can learn to process them, to love them, to forgive them, to do whatever it is that you're doing. And many people on that journey give up at that point because all they can see, they're in the valley, all they can see is that darkness. And uh, when you liken that and connected it to the physical journey, I could definitely relate because so many people on a physical journey of transformation, when you don't see the results, when you don't see it instantly, that you start to kind of say, what's the point? Why am I doing this? What, why am I even bothering? So it's got those two pieces of it. Mm -hmm. But until literally until I watched that, I didn't connect that the physical was exactly the same as the thing that I've devoted the last eight years of my life to learning about. You know, So I definitely would love for you to, to expand on that a little bit about making that perspective shift on the physical aspect of this. Yeah. Okay. And so, and to put that in perspective, what I do as a personal trainer, I do all online training and I focus on the behavior change behind that. You know, like I go through the nutrition coaching, I go through the, of course, the physical piece, you need to, you know, do a bicep curl and all that stuff. But, um, there are times in, in, with my clients, we'll go three months before we do any sort of workout because, you, you have to be correct up here before you can translate that to the physical body. I truly believe, and I know Jenna does as well because we both experienced it, that if it's not correct up here, it's not going to translate. And what I mean by that is 
what is your why for doing it? I, I run across it all the time in healthcare. I run across it all the time in fitness that people want to improve their body. And the, the simple question is, I want abs. And there's nothing wrong with that question. I'm not insulting you if that is the question, but it's simply just, it's just a lack of awareness of the approach to it because that is a very simple question. That is what people think the question should be. Um, however, if you approach it with what really makes those abs? How do you get those abs? When you know, when you, when you when you can ask those right questions, then you can seek the correct answers. But for a lot of people, like you said, it's just that physical transformation of I want to get here as fast as possible. No offense to you, but if that's your mentality, it's not going to last long. Go ahead, Jenna. Mm -hmm. I know I just rambled. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of questions um, about motivation. How do you find the motivation to keep going? And that's why it's so important to focus on the mental piece before you start the physical journey or the nutritional journey, because when you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like getting out of bed, it's that mental piece that has to be there or you're just not going to do it, but you're going to give up. And that's why so many people you see start this journey and then stop so many times um, because it's that mental piece that hasn't been laid as the foundation. thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah, and to liken that with the spiritual journey, the thing that I, that I, like I said, watching you guys just the other day gave me one of those like, oh, click, 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 all the like, several of the tumblers <laughs> fell into place. On the spiritual journey, the thing that I tell people over and over again is there is no destination. Like there's not a point where, oh, I'm enlightened, I can stop now. It is the journey itself yep. that is the learning, that is the experience. It's the mm -hmm. journey. So to go into a health, or my interpretation is to go into a, you know, change your eating, change what you're doing to, to have a destination in mind is almost blocking what you're going to do in the first place. I'm big on, uh, I know a lot of people are very big on set a goal and get there. But to me, when you set that, now you've stopped your growth and maybe see, looking at it as the journey itself, the, the exercise itself, the new food itself is the experience that you're supposed to be having, that you're in. I totally agree with you. And it, so, you know, what we were talking about earlier and what you just touched on there was like, you know, fitness in my eyes, fitness, wellness in my eyes is very similar to waves. There's highs and lows. And that's how it has to be. That's how it should be. You don't simply just, if we're talking about dropping fat or dropping weight, because that's a, big topic for a lot of people. A lot of people just think, all right, if I do these things, I'm at this weight and I'm going to be at this weight in X amount of months. However, it's not a straight line to that weight loss. Mm -hmm. It should be a peak and valley, a wave in a downward trajectory, if that makes any sense. So mm -hmm. for, I, I think the same thing for your fitness, wellness as a whole you know, hopefully that trajectory is going up, but it's still going to be in peaks and valleys. I myself yeah. as a personal trainer and a nurse and Jenna as well, not every day is perfect. Like, and, yeah. and it shouldn't be, it can't be. Yeah. And I think, you know, yeah. something that I like to touch on a lot is that negative self-talk and that, yeah. you know, it's the law of attraction too, yep. you know, really work hand in hand as far as, you know, when you do wake up in the morning, it's that mindset of, um, I want to do what's right for my body. I want to do what's right for my mind rather than waking up in the morning and saying, 
I got to get out of bed and work out because I don't want to be fat. Exactly. And, you know, right. changing that mindset of it's the same action physically, but mentally it's a different perspective shift. Exactly. Yeah, I totally get that. And I mean, there's a thing in law of attraction. I'm not a big law of attraction person that literally just by saying the word fat to yourself, you mm -hmm. create that expectation. For me, I like it more to childcare. Like when my kids were little and I would say to them, you are such a rotten kid or, you know, like you're, you're chastising them for behaving mm -hmm. in a wrong way. You're basically setting them up to behave that way. Uh, so we had some comments from some, some people that are watching us. And uh, Gerald is saying, uh, that's why my abs are still on back order. You know? <laughs> they're there. Yeah, they're there. <laughs> they are there. I mean, you know, that's what I keep saying. I'll, I am so muscular underneath these layers of love that I have added to my body. And um, that, that connection to what Jenna was talking about, that mental mindset that we have, um, so many of us have used the food and the layers as protection. Sometimes not to live, sometimes to protect us from uh, sexual attention from others, sometimes to protect us just emotionally because we feel like we can wear this layer of armor. And uh, that is definitely a mental shift more than it's a physical shift to make, I think. Yeah, and you know, we actually just talked about this a little bit on a live we did yesterday and I actually have a client that is, uh, realizing that, that, you know, we use food for many more reasons than just to sustain life. And it used to not be that way when it was more of a survivalist type thing. It was, we do this to survive. Now that it's sort of a luxury and it's in abundance, it is very easy to use it as a coping mechanism. And basically my, my client was asking me like, how do I stop this? Like, this is bad when I stress eat. And we were talking about stress eating on the live yesterday, but First of all, yeah, stress eating, of course, is not ideal, but if you're stress eating compared to, let's say, what other destructive behavior, behavior, maybe it's not as bad as it possibly could be. And sure, you can still cur curb it, and there's things to do that you can improve it, but I guess to shift the perspective on stress eating, because it gets demonized, I think, a lot, I look at it from the perspective of, well, okay, yes, we can fix it, we can slowly work on it, but at least it's not something else. At least it's not, I don't know, drugs or whatever. So does right. that make sense what I'm saying? And yeah. that would be a gratitude point, right? And the stress eating. There you go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, in changing the eating behavior, what I've found is that it's, you know, um, eating is very centric to our society as far as social socialization. So um, that's a very central part of our, you know, socialization. You go out to eat with friends, you, you know, go to someone's house to eat and watch the game. And so if your mental piece isn't right, this is something that I've struggled with is that, you know, Matt's never really had that issue of what do other people think about me? And I think I uh, compensate for that. <laughs> And have that, that's always been a very strong thought in my mind of what does everyone else think? And, you know, what do I think about me is always last. Yeah. So when Matt started his fitness journey, you know, we'd go out and have dinner and Matt wouldn't either eat because he wanted to eat his meal preps or he would ask for something not in the menu. Can I have uh, a plain piece of chicken and, you know, just steamed vegetables? And that was very... Um, I was just mortified that he would say that. Um, 
because in my mind it was inconveniencing the waiter it was inconveniencing someone we were sticking out what if someone sees us uh you know him ordering something different than what's on the menu um and i think i I can't be alone in that thought of you know eating is very centric to you want to eat what everybody else is eating so you don't want to be sticking out and being the one that orders plain chicken or only gets a water and that's been you know something that I struggled with um we were going to trivia for a while and we were eating ahead of time and going out with our friends and they were eating while we were doing trivia and we were only drinking water and that was very um that was something that made me very nervous it made me feel like we stuck out because we weren't you know doing what everyone else was doing and I think that's a big mental piece too of not um, of being confident enough in yourself to not be doing what everyone else is doing, um, to be on your own Absolutely. journey. Well, in a little side note, that Absolutely. was, that was earlier in my fitness journey and I'm much, yes. I'm much more, yes, thought, he's I'm, much, he's much better now, yeah. but <laughs> now I practice what's, we both practice what's called flexible nutrition. And that's basically 80% clean and good foods and whatnot and what you enjoy. But then that 20% is, you know what? I'm going to eat the Oreos. I'm going to eat pizza. I'm going to eat whatever. Yeah. Um, but early in my journey, I was much more like, nope, it's, it's bland chicken and broccoli for the rest of my life. The gains <laughs> is all that matters. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I totally, I totally understand that the, the judgment and you were talking about the image of self. Um, I do. Enti- I mean, this is like my whole thing is unconditional love of self. And we're taught to judge, like society mm-hmm. trains us to judge always and to expect to be judged. And letting go of that, especially all my spiritual people know, when you step into your spiritual journey, you kind of have to let go of what people think of you because mm-hmm. you're gonna react differently, you're gonna speak differently, you're gonna, your energy shifts yeah. when you start mm-hmm. to be in this space of not responding when people are angry not reacting in the way that they expect you to because you're changing yourself, right? So that whole judgment thing, uh, um, it can also go really far in the other direction. Something that I discovered uh, about a month ago was that self-acceptance also has a, a point where am I using, I accept myself so much exactly as I am to not improve the physical. Because sure. yeah. if I look at myself and I go, the doctor says, oh, you need to lose 70 pounds right. because you're having health problems and you've been having them for years. But I accept myself and love myself exactly as I am. Where does that point go from self-acceptance back into self-love of pushing myself to make moves in a physical way that also are not judgmental? towards myself about what I haven't done in the past, what I'm not doing properly now. That is such a fantastic question that I don't think we've ever touched on on any of our mm-hmm. content. I think that's a great question because that sort of gets into the that gets get that gets into the in, in the fitness realm. There is a community that is much more about regardless of how I look, feel, what my actual numbers of health are. Regardless, I'm accepting of that, and you know, more power to you. If that's what you want to do. It's all good. No judgment. But I will say that. Yes, there is a fine balance, and I've experienced that myself. So I started out in fitness doing uh, bodybuilding, very much typical 19, 20-year-old just trying to gain some muscle, and it was very vain, and it was very, I want to get stronger to protect myself. Um, as the years went on, I realized I was I was very detrimental to myself of, you're not lean enough, and you're not big enough. You don't look manly enough. 
And it just was this vicious cycle of you're never enough. You're never lean enough. You're like, you're not doing enough cardio. It just, I was never enough. And finally adopting the self-acceptance and the realizing being good to myself. And like Jenna said, stopping the self-negative talk and all that. Um, so you ask, where is the line? I think the line is really scientific numbers. I think, I think, you know, if you're having blood drawn or if you're seeing, you know, your primary doctor and you're having hypertension based on your lifestyle, I think those numbers are a first good benchmark to know, look, yes, self-acceptance, are you doing this for the right reasons? But what point do you draw that line? I think you have to look at just the actual scientific numbers um, because it's a tough, it's a tough balance. It's a really tough balance. I've, to this day, I'm, I, you know, the quarantine's been here and all that. And I question, I'm like, are you working out enough? Like, are you, are you really working on your body enough? So it's just, you know, like, I think that that's a forever uh, journey, that, that part. Mm-hmm. And I think myself, um, you know, I initially shied away from trying to do anything physical because I knew I really had a lot of that negative self-talk. And so if I leaned into that of, I can't do these things physically that I would, that negative self-talk would get out of control. And what I found um, conversely was that even if I wasn't happy with, exactly happy with what was in the mirror, I was really motivated by what I realized my body could do. Um, And that was a really great motivation of even though um, maybe in the mirror wasn't perfect, um, I was really encouraged by, wow, I can really do that. I didn't realize that I could ever do X, Y, and Z. Um, And that was really encouraging mentally, too, of understanding that um, I put my own limits on myself. And not just physically, but, you know, know, career-wise and mentally and, and that sort of thing. So it's really opened some doors mentally as far as things that I didn't think I could accomplish before, making those few um you know physical milestones of being able to do something um like a squat or you know lunges or that sort of thing um really made me open my eyes of other things I can do and I think that's helped me really flourish um mentally honestly well and and I did want to touch on one more thing you asked where do you draw that line and I think it's honesty with yourself Because at the end of the day, if you're truly honest with yourself, there's a voice telling you, you know, you're just being lazy. You know, you're not doing the things you should be doing. You know, you're taking the easy route. Um, And then there's other times you're like, no, like this is the time that I do need to be able to breathe or I do need I do need to take a a rest day. Um, Mm -hmm. I think talking about the actual physical piece is a very good translation, uh, but it obviously has more to do with with just the physical piece. Yeah, I think that line is different for everyone. Yeah, and we write that voice off. You know you're not doing what you should be doing sometimes as the negative narrative, the inner asshole, as my friend Mary Josephine calls it. (laughs) We write that off and say, oh, you're just judging yourself. Oh, you're just, you know what I'm saying? And so it becomes this, if I lean in, like Jenna was saying, if you lean in, if I lean into the physical stuff, am I saying to myself I'm not good enough? And so holding on to that, I always say I am more than. Uh, rather than saying I am enough, because I always think, okay, well, if you need 10 cents, I'd like to be 28 cents instead of 10 cents, you know what I'm saying? So I always say I am more than, but leaning into that space of fitness, when I obviously am, like Jenna said, so bad at it, like that, 
am I, am I turning my back on myself, on my, how I feel about myself? Like there's this space to kind of figure out how to exist in, in that. And I'm, I'm literally in that space right now, what you were talking about, about being able to do a squat, being able to do this, being able to do that. I, um, have a neurological thing and my audience all knows about this. I have a neurological thing. I walk with a cane and, um, and I was a, a server for 27 years. So like I am used to running. So 10 years ago when this kind of like struck, it's not that I got a lot bigger, but I got a lot less able. Like I used to be running my ass off on a size 16 and like everything was cool, but now I'm having problems just getting around. So about three months ago, uh, I had a health scare. Um, like a little heart thing. And I've had high blood pressure since my thirties. I'm, I turned 50 this summer, by the way. So it's 20 years of high blood pressure. Mm. And um, I, uh, so I decided, okay, I did a bunch of research. I'm going to go vegan or vegan-esque. Now I'm already celiac, so I'm already gluten-free. So I went vegan beginning of uh, March. And, uh, and I, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. I felt, I feel good about it, all this kind of stuff. I didn't see any change physically. So that was the first thing. So then I'm like, well, let me add in some yoga. I've never done yoga before. I watched a yoga thing for big chicks. So that way I could get some easier things because I have problems with my feet. I have problems with balance, right? So then, so for a month, I've been doing yoga every single day and I'm definitely getting better. I'm getting awesome. so that I can balance on one foot for a little bit. I'm getting so wow. I can stretch a little bit. I can, I have a little bit more uh, control in my feet because it's, I have neuropathy real like right. in the, the, the feet. So it's hard to like you know, get the balance thing. Sure. And I'm seeing myself progress and I'm recognizing those limits that I put on myself mentally when that doctor said to me, you're, you'll never get better. You'll only get worse. This is progressive mm. and you're probably not going to be able to walk someday. That literally, even though I have been trying to counteract that, obviously in my physical being, somehow I embodied that no matter how much my brain and my heart tried to throw it away. So I have a question for you on the veganism part. Whenever you said you adopted that initially and didn't really see much physical change, was that disheartening at all? Oh my God, yes. Really? But I yeah. keep hoping, okay, the change is on the inside. Like I keep saying <laughs> exactly. to myself, I may not see the change, but the change is happening on the inside. And until I go back to my doctor, I won't be able to see what the actual physical change is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in, when you were talking about the physical piece, and this is no shade towards any, towards any medical doctors at all. I work with many, many doctors and love them all to death. However, I think that people hear the term medical doctor or DO or whatever you want to call it. And what they say is law. And while they're incredibly intelligent and more intelligent than I am in certain realms, um, the human body is incredible at doing things that we do not believe that it can. Um, I highly suggest you listen to a book. You can listen or read it. I, who am I kidding? I listen to books. Um, <laughs> and it's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. He's a incredible human being and has gone through a lot of physical torment uh, to elevate his his higher self, his mental, mental fitness, as I call it. Um, so mm -hmm. good on you for powering through that and finding what works for you. Because I think mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, well... I got to get in shape. So I got to get a trainer and I got to go to a gym and I got to do so good for you that you went and found yoga for your piece. And it sounds like you are improving. So good on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly shocked because it's, re it was incredibly difficult to kind of stick with it. But like I've watched, um, there's a guy, he's a real like gung ho, like fitnessy guy. And back like six or seven years ago, he did this DP yoga and this dude that was like 500 pounds started yep. doing it. And so like I've watched some of his stuff and like I just said, 
if I'm better than yesterday, which, which I, I want you guys to talk about the podcast, if I'm better than yesterday and I'm still doing it, just the fact that I did it today yeah. means that I'm making a step forward. And it's that same journey in spirituality. I got up mm-hmm. this morning. I loved myself today. Yeah. You know, like I comforted myself through that horrible thing that I was thinking about myself. Or even just I acknowledge that I'm thinking that and I know that that's not the right way to be looking at this, but I'm not ready to shift yet. All of that is something that it's literally, uh, Jake was the one who said it earlier, one step at a time and taking these little measures that make a difference in our in our daily life. I mean, that's why I talk about spiritually, but I had never really applied it to the, the physical side of it. So before we go any further, I just want to say, not to throw us off because I am I got ADD and I'm great at that, so keep me on track, Jenna. Um, <laughs> your flow of this show, uh, you as a you as a host, you are really good at this. It makes sense why that chat is just spinning by. Um, so you're fantastic Thank at this. This, is, this has been really fun so far. So um, comparison is the thief of joy. And mm-hmm. many Ooh. people... Wait, 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 hold on. Comparison is the thief of joy. See, now I sounded like Oprah there, but I needed a moment <laughs> to say that. Comparison is the thief of joy. If somebody... Yeah. We'll put that in the comments. I would love that. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I did not come up with that. Somebody much greater than myself came up with it. I forget who it was, uh, but that has always resonated with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done a lot of comparing in my life. I've done a lot of, and I have videos on our channel where I'm point blank talking about how I compared myself and how it's so, it's so wrong for you. It's so wrong for you because you cannot compare yourself to someone else and be like, I should be there physically financially, business-wise, whatever. You can't. You're not that person. You haven't been through their experiences. So, you know, I think a lot of people identify with, I want to look like that guy. I want to look like that person. Here's the thing. You're not going to. And I don't say that in a negative light. I say that from a light of... My phone's ringing. Apologies. Um, I don't say that in a negative light. I say that with the turnaround of, you can't be that person. But I'll tell you one thing, that person can't be you. So just just try to improve you. And that whole, like our slogan is better than yesterday every day. Um, there was a point in my fitness journey where I was like, comparing myself to someone else hasn't improved me one bit. And when I really just started adopting the, the notion of, I'm going to just work on me. I'm going to work on baby steps to whatever I'm doing. And I'm going to work on it on a daily basis. I'm going to do it every single day. There's no way that I won't constantly improve and eventually get to quote unquote my destination. There's not a destination, but yeah, go ahead, Jenna. Yeah. And I think going back to what we had mentioned earlier about being judged, um, you know, I think at least in, in my personal journey, I've made myself almost invisible in the past trying to shy away from, I don't want to be judged by anybody, but you can't avoid it. So I think leaning into that of, Knowing that whoever it is that sees you makes some sort of snap judgment, whether it's just a fleeting thought and then they'll never think about you again or they are one of your closest friends or relatives and they're going to judge you constantly of you just got to push through that and your judgment of yourself is most important. And I think when I started my physical journey, something that I really hated Matt for was that he told me to take pictures, take before pictures 
because um, there's going to be days where you're obsessed with the number on the scale and you're going to be changing even when that number doesn't change. And I really hated that um, because I don't want to take pictures of myself. I don't want to look at that. Um, But going back, I'm really thankful that you did. And I think that you can do that mentally too, as far as journaling or documenting your process, because even if you're just inching forward every day, you might not notice the change in yourself. But if you've got that documentation going back a day, a week, a month, a year, and seeing all the things that you've overcome, I think that's really important to document your journey so you can go back and look when you're feeling down on yourself, like you're not making progress, that you can go back and see the documentation that you are. thousand percent. Yeah. You know, RuPaul says something. I don't know if y'all are familiar with RuPaul. I love RuPaul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she says, other people's opinions of me are none of my business. Yes. And that is something that I have adopted in such an incredibly deep way because yeah. I've always been a very polarizing personality just in who I was my entire life. I'm very loud. I always say I laugh too loud. I curse too much. And that's <laughs> just the way that I am, you know? And as much as I try not to attract attention in a physical way because I've created this image of myself as a potato on toothpicks, my personality has always pushed through that exterior <laughs> whether I wanted it to or not because I always am trying to be, trying to be. I'm just me. And I don't really think too much about it. But that comparison is the thief of joy, is the space where we really are trying to gauge our progress, judge ourselves, and what other milestone or, or, or marker do we have than that than the people around us, right? So when we are judging how far we get, like it's a race and there's a finish mm-hmm. line, then we are stuck in this energy of that person's further along than me. It happens a lot in the spiritual community as well because there are people that you watch in the spiritual community and I won't, I don't pass judgment. Everybody, you know, expresses how they do, but some of them talk about how they meet people on the astral plane and some people can meditate for six hours and some people, you know what I'm saying? Like some people talk to spirits and some people are able to, you know, whatever it is, talk to the Pleiadian and the, you know, the, the, the uh, galactic federation of light. There's people that have all kinds of different, you know, woo woo things that they connect with and that they're able to find, all of it pointing towards that unconditional love. Just like on YouTube, there are people that do that that get 10, 20, 30,000 views. And there are people like me who might get 100 or 200 or 500 or, you know, like, it, and some, when I started out, I got zero. Like, I was there doing this for myself more than for anyone else. But when you look at that and you see someone else's progress and you think, why is that not me? Why am I not able to talk to that person and to meditate this way and all this kind of stuff? So you really have to be almost a self-contained energy yeah. mm-hmm. where you're only comparing yourself to yourself, where you're only experiencing this as the experience of moving forward. And rather than getting to a destination before someone else or at the rate that someone else is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, your, your talk about, you know, why is that person getting 30,000 views and I'm getting, you know, X amount of views. First of all, I love that you said I, I used to get no views and I totally believe that one is better than zero. And it's your perspective of, oh man, I only got one or holy crap, I got one like last, like last week or a year ago, I didn't get any. Um, but speaking to that, um, when it comes to this, I think this is very in line with content creation, but you can make parallels with it. 
content creation or creators get very caught up in numbers and and I, you know i'm not saying i'm completely uh that i never have but i feel like we've both adopted a much better understanding and we're much more healthy and the healthier that we've gotten with it actually the more people have shown up mm-hmm. um yeah and what we always ask is people are okay people aren't watching this why why what could i do to improve it what could i do to convey it better not youtube's algorithm sucks not it's facebook's (laughs) you know it's facebook's problem that's not it's not there i mean these are free platforms for us to use to spread a message that we want to spread Mm -hmm. and i think it all comes down to what can you do better that's that's just that's the answer Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i think yeah and i i am go ahead ahead, jen i'm sorry Y'all are both too nice. Go ahead. <laughs> um, something that Matt said in the past is that I was just going to say that when when we do these shows, I'm sorry. When we do these shows, I find that the person, if it's one person, mm-hmm. I know. I'm sorry. No, if no, it's no, one no, person, no, it's no, the no, person no, that no. needs to hear it. I've done <laughs> I've done live shows with one person, and that might have been the one person who needed to hear it that I could have a conversation with that day. But the person who needs to find the message in that day is there. And maybe I'm preparing all these times that nobody's watching. It's like practice, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you never know, like later on down the road, two years from now, somebody might view it and be like, holy crap, mind blown. You never know. You never know. Go ahead, Jenna. Mm -hmm. Well, what you've said in the past about our, uh, you know, content is that you want to do it because you enjoy it, even if it's just, you know, one person that's following it, that one person's life could potentially have been changed. Um, And I think that's so um, integral in what we're doing is that we're, we're being true to ourselves. And I think that's what attracts people to true creators or being true to themselves, you know, like not getting lost in the numbers and putting on a show because we're both horrible actors. So we (laughs) we wouldn't do well. Well, and, and so to your point, us, to your point, us being on this show, like, we you know we're we're small creators as well, and I'm not willing to collaborate with people if it's not going to benefit both audiences. I don't do it mm-hmm. just to collaborate oh, yeah. to get more people to follow us. Both both your audience and both my audience needs to benefit from me and you because if not, why are we doing this? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I'm doing it for me. <laughs> I mean, I do hope that my audience—I <laughs> do hope that my audience says it. But that's one of the things that I've always. Everything that I'm doing, I'm doing for my own experience sure. because my growth then changes. I feel like one person changes the world, and be the change is changing ourselves. Yeah. And so I share what the universe asked me to do was to share my personal transformation and journey with the world, whether anyone is watching or not. Because that experience is for me. And, uh, you know, so I was doing it because I was drawn personally to your message. And I know that if it means something to me, that 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 energy of that knowledge and that experience to connect with you guys means something to the world. Because I am the world and I am changing the world with everything that I do for myself. Which is part of this whole connecting the physical with the spiritual. Yeah. Go ahead. I've sort of been. So I'm I'm Go super ahead. excited about this. So let's do some practical stuff. We've gone okay, sure, woo woo, sure. 
And, and let me just, Lynn Marie has this comment, have a mind that is open to everything and attached to nothing. And I think that really connects to what we were talking about earlier about not connecting to the outcome or having that I have to look X, Y, Z way and then the journey is over, but really connecting to the journey itself being the experience. Yep. Mm -hmm. So let's, um, anyone in the audience who has a question about either, uh, tell me a little bit about your podcast while I let people, you know, kind of chat about any questions. Uh, Matt and Jenna are both registered nurses. I don't know that I said that correctly, but um, they have a lot of actual knowledge as well as a lot of mental connection, spiritual connection. So anything you'd like to ask them, I have a couple of questions in mind as well. Um, but I want you to promote the podcast because that aligns so closely with the type of stuff that, that my people love to hear about. So um, everyone can find the link, but chat a little bit about the types of guests that you have on and, and what you do over there. Good. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so our focus is um, long-term health and wellness and really focusing and leaning in on that gratitude. So it's not just fitness people that we have on. Um, we, we've had a, a few of those on, but it's mostly just people who have um, really taken a journey in life to make themselves better, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Um, and a lot of times the people that we have on have a, a really compound journey of yeah. um, not just mental. It, it, it's all one. We're all a, a, a whole being with all of those components within yeah. ourselves. We, you know, we've had, we've had musicians on, we've had a veterinarian on, we've had doctors on, we've had nurse practitioners, we've had a personal trainer. We've had, we had a dog trainer. We had a dog trainer. We had, a, we had somebody that was passionate about a uh, violin. Shout out to Jay Cook. Um, just all walks of life. And that was intentional on our part. Uh, and sometimes we don't have guests on, but it was intentional to show, like we've had some, we had, we had one person that didn't know the direction they wanted to go with their life. They were trying to figure that out. So we wanted to have all walks of life on to show that it doesn't have to be these people that quote unquote have it together or have their plan because a lot of people struggle with figuring out what they want to do. So that's, that's very intentional with the type of guests that we have on. If they have some sort of behavior change because everybody we've had on, it might be a physical thing. It might be business or whatever. Eventually, there's behavior change hidden in there somewhere. So if anybody, anybody's yeah. that's had that impact, we've done that. Yeah, the dog trainer one was fascinating to me because I have often said, I have often said that um, training ourselves, I, I talk about Cesar Milan a lot yeah. because he, he talks about this thing where we have this danger point with the dog, right? Where you notice that the dog is about okay. to go into the red. And if we can find that point with ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Where we mm -hmm. notice this is what happens right before I have an anxiety attack. This is what happens right before I go into depression. That self-awareness and paying attention to your own to your own energy and your own feelings. I, I'm an empath. A lot of people are empaths. And part of that is you feel other people's emotions. And, and a lot of people who have, I have found, a lot of people that have suffered from anxiety and depression are actually expressing other people's emotions that they're soaking up that they can't separate from their own. So this energy of being able to recognize my own emotions is so big that, that I always try to, I, I'm a simple girl, so I always try to liken it to something that we can notice where that self-awareness -aware, point is. And so in the dogs, he does this little like thing and it yeah. snaps them out of that. I'm heading towards the red and I'm about to attack. 
And if we can notice that in ourselves and give ourselves some sort of a wake up, whether it's, I always think of like, give yourself a weird image or something that makes you laugh that you're going to immediately, when you start to feel that you're going to do, whether it's a physical thing, clapping, spinning, whatever you, you want. And so it's recognizing that space where we shift from where we should be into dangerous territory for us, mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm thinking that physically and with eating patterns and that sort of thing, that we can do that same thing where we are paying attention to that. Lynn Marie, you are reading my mind where we're paying attention to that and, um, and, and recognizing when we're about to do that thing that you call stress eating. I call it stuffing. It's to make me feel better because a cookie is always my friend. You know what I'm saying? So now it's a gluten-free cookie is always my friend. But so Lynn Marie is asking, do you think that observing is the first step? And if so, how can we get others to identify with this way to wake up? So what do you, what do you think? I want to hear what you have to say on it first, to be honest. I absolutely do think that observing ourselves I do think that observing our behavior, just like I was saying, is is really that place where we can recognize and make choices. I always talk about the, 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 the space of primal pain. And when we make reactions from that space that was created by our wounds, we're reacting in a moment and usually not making a well thought out choice that actually comes from our heart. It comes from our defense mechanism. Yep. And so when we can stop for a moment and recognize that before we take that next step, then we're able to make a decision that actually comes from our heart, our mind, and our knowledge rather than from that space of pain. Like when I go to stuff because I feel crappy, then I need to recognize I'm doing this because I feel crappy. And then I can actually make the decision, do I still want to do this <laughs> or do I want to do something different? And Lynn Marie, I would say to you, you know that you can't change anyone else but yourself. And so <laughs> even though it would be nice to have others also recognize this, you are the only person who can shift your own behavior. But as you shift, the people around you will start to shift as well. So mm -hmm. now I want to hear your answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to go or you want me to go? Yeah, so what I've learned, because I've always struggled with anxiety, even when I didn't realize it at all, I thought it was just how everyone operated, because that's all I had ever known. And so just teaching yeah. myself, like you said, with an image, mine was just to tell myself to just reset. If I felt my face kind of scrunching up or my shoulders, Matt always used to tell me my shoulders were up and up in my ears. Yep. Um, that was just reset, telling myself literally the word reset and relax my face, relax my eyebrows, relax my shoulders and just stop for a second and reset literally. Um, and that really helped just stop that spinning out of control because of what someone else was doing, realizing that there's a separation there of, I don't have to always just be reacting, um, that I'm in control of the situation as well from my perspective. Um, and then starting at the end of the day, really um, how I like to end my day is just reevaluating how I did during the day. Kind of, um, you know, I think people do that in business of like, we're gonna do this exercise and evaluate it. Like I, I kind of like to do that at the end of my day of what did I do that I wouldn't, that I didn't really approve of or did, or what did I do well, what could I work on tomorrow? And just kind of separating that as well, instead of 
that negative talk just really being objective of I did this well today, I didn't do this well today, tomorrow I'm going to do this um, and kind of separating that from the negative self-talk and um, it being me separating it out and how would I talk to someone else because you, you don't, at least I don't talk to other people like I tend to talk to myself. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, um, so I, I, the whole Unleash Your Light thing are steps, like here's my little book, not to promote it, everybody knows I'm a little book, but there are steps. And step awesome. number two is be nice to yourself and others. And it's a simple thing, but exactly what you're saying about the way that we're talking to yourself, the way that you spend that time evaluating and, and the fact that you're now looking at it the way that you would like in a business meeting with other people around rather than beating yourself up. I think that that is a beautiful shift into that space of self-love and unconditional acceptance yeah. while still being accountable for the choices uh, that were made during the day. I love that. Did you say that the, the person that asked that question was their name? Was it Lynn Marie? Was that right? Yes. Okay. So I wanted to, I wanted to touch on her, the second portion of that question and that, you know, her, her question was basically, how do you help somebody else do the same exact thing in, in observing? And the answer to that, that original question was, yeah, I think that observing is the first step into figuring out the why. And again, for me, the why is always the big thing for me. Why am I behaving this way? Why am I doing this? Why am I eating this? Why, am, why, are these ha why is this happening? So observing that it is happening and then figuring out the why behind it, yes. So that very good, very good point that you brought up, Lynn Marie. But secondly, you know, you ask, how do you get somebody else to do the same thing to start observing? That person has to be willing to observe. As much as you want to push them into it or whatever, you're not going to be able to do it. So the best thing that you can do for, let's say it's that loved one, obviously you're asking for somebody that's close to you. The best thing you can do is be that example. Mm -hmm. And then once you've led by that example, and then they come around and they're like, I wonder how I change this. But like, well, what's worked for me is you know observing so yeah yeah i love that all right we have another question here this one is from jake it's a long one but i'm going to put it up i'll read oh. it out loud here let's see there we go has being in the medical field shown your ways to spiritual connection meaning was there a moment where you asked is there something i can do to better my mind body and spirit rather than just a medical opinion i think you touched on this a little bit but i would love for you to elaborate some so I had a little bit of enlightenment, and I think that this answers the question. Um, I was an ICU nurse before a, a handful of jobs ago, and that was my ultimate, like, if I become an ICU nurse, that's it, because if you, if you can't live there, there's nothing else we can do for you. In my mind, I was like, I would be a very well-trained and educated nurse, and that's where I'd really be helping people. And while I did, I saw what was about 80% of the people, the patients that I had was all self-induced problems and conflicts. And um, I had worked a long time to get to the ICU and, and I left there because I started wondering if I was helping or hurting. I literally was asking myself at the end of the day, am I helping this system or am I hurting this system because of these patients? Um, just a lack of understanding of, you know, 80% of these people self-induced problems, me keeping them alive on ventilators and all that, am I enabling this? So 
I don't know. That's immediately where my head went. I don't know if I answered the question or not. Well, and I think that your point is that you were helping people, but it was so far down the line. Like the ICU is really sometimes the end of the line for people and you wanted to help people farther upstream um, where healthcare is really reactive where if you're proactive, you can really change your own trajectory of literally your lifespan. Um, So (laughs) that's, you know, Matt being a personal trainer and a, you know, wanting to, you know, change, behavior is very in line with um, him being a registered nurse. It's just much farther upstream of keeping people out of that cycle because once you're into the healthcare system of needing, um, you know, a lot of the support from medications and doctors and stuff, it's hard. Sometimes that's it. You can't get back upstream. It's a vicious cycle that you get caught up in and it's to nobody's fault. I'm not pointing a finger, but it's just, you get caught up in that system and you're like, okay, so what's the next medication? And then what's the next appointment? What's the next surgery? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, there's so many proactive pieces that I want to help the healthcare industry start adopting. Proactive measures is, I don't want to say it's not done, but it's definitely a more reactive society. So Mm -hmm. I think that we answered that question. I don't don't know if it was spot on, but... (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and the fact that the experience that you had then shifted you to look more inward and created this this space for you, it really shows how even when even when our life looks like a tangled mess of roads that we have no idea where we're going, the universe is always self-correcting us to exactly mm-hmm. what we need to learn, exactly where we need to be, even if it feels like garbage. It is something that we need for our advancement. And one of the things I I, meant, I talk about, it doesn't have anything to do with healthcare, but when we're at an obstacle and when we're stuck, we always want to push ourselves past or we want to, and I guess it would go with physical also, we, we, we try to distract ourselves from it or we try to force ourselves through the obstacle. There's a reason that you're paused, pa- not paused, but paused. There's a reason that you're paused. There's a reason that you need to take a moment and take a breath in this space because maybe you're not ready for what comes next. Like this is the moment to reassess. And and so I, I, I think that that's a really important moment, uh, one of those pivotal moments um, in a person's life where they kind of look around and go, is this the right space for me to be in? And, uh, and some people will charge forward because that was their goal. Like you said, that was your goal of that ICU. And there are people that would have just stayed there and been miserable. So the fact that you were able to be self-aware enough to change trajectory is like huge, absolutely huge. I I love that because that's what we're doing all the time in our lives is making these choices. And if we're on that path of unconditional love as the destination, not a place, then every turn that we make, the GPS is always going to guide us back to that when we have that intention of serving and of connecting with that unconditional love. And and thank you. I, I appreciate that. And this is not about me. This is still about you, the audience. Um, but expounding on that, it was incredibly difficult to walk away from that. Um, mm-hmm. When I say it was incredibly difficult to walk away, I don't mean like I waited and waited and waited. I mean mentally it was so tough to walk away from that because there were so many people that helped me, educated me, uh, pushed me to get to that point. Uh, Years of work to get to there and to have to tell them 
I'm not going to do this. It was really, really tough. I mean, mm -hmm. nurses that had like been my mother was like, all right, this is how you do this. And it just really took me under their wing and doctors and just uh, people outside of the medical community that I said, this isn't correct. It was really difficult. And I got some backlash for it. And then I got some yeah. support in other areas. But I will tell you, the audience, that if you're having something similar like that, you're having that for a reason. You're having those feelings for a reason. And if you can do the more difficult thing, I promise you, it most of the time is going to be the better thing. And mm -hmm. I am, I'm so glad, and I'll I'll never go back. I know that with, and it's so it's been so much better for me, um, as a whole. So I say that for you, the audience. I hope that someone out there it hits, and I hope that you can make that shift for you. Just to let you know, you sound incredibly woo woo in that moment because that's what we're all doing. <laughs> <Nailed> <laughs> so thank you so much. So I, I do want to ask a practical question. Everyone, all my woo-woo audience, I love you guys, but I want to get in a little bit of practical stuff um, because I have questions. And um, so there's this whole thing with food. Let's talk about food for just a moment. Where, like I said, I went vegan-esque. Vegan-esque. Sure. I call it vegan-esque because I still, I get a craving once in a while for protein. So I'll eat like, uh, for, weirdly, I've been craving liver, like beef mm -hmm. liver, chicken liver. Or um, shellfish, like mollusks, which I've never really been drawn to before, but like that sort of thing. So that's kind of weird. But anyways, our, our mussels, not mollusks. A mollusk is something completely different, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> so I've always had this question. I've actually talked about this on the show with people. There's that question of whole food versus manufactured food. So we look at that. I'm now looking at it from the space of this veganism. And I've been on and off the almond milk slash heavy cream slash, you know, like, is it better to have something that is just like one ingredient like milk or sugar or honey, or is it better to eat it? The, the manufactured almond milk and stevia things and all of these things that they, you know, the fake meat that they run through a factory, is that better than eating like literally a piece of a cow? You know what I'm saying? Like there's this, this, this thing back and forth between whole foods and foods that they manufacture to be healthy for you. Yeah. And I've never really been able to get a straight, a straight answer. Maybe it's different for everyone, but I would love to get your take on it. I feel like all we're doing is plugging our stuff, but I promise that's not the intention. We <laughs> no, that's why you're here. I want you to. <laughs> we just, so that's been a, that's probably been the most asked question mm -hmm. recently. Um, we've been fortunate. We've had a little bit of recent growth, but um, we did a podcast last week all about nutrition and how <clears throat> I think the title was uh, healthy food isn't the answer. Um, but yeah, basically, <clears throat> so I think everybody knows that at the end of the day, we should only be eating things that are completely whole and what is defined as whole. Whole food is something that is grown or that is, you know, like it's and not it's not one processed. ingredient one ingredient it's not processed okay that's what we should be eating we shouldn't be drinking anything but water sure are we going to live our lives like that absolutely not no. i'm talking about us personally we're not going to live our lives like that um you know when it comes to the balance of whole foods and what should you eat what you shouldn't eat we practice flexible nutrition and again i said that at the top of the show that 80% of flexible nutrition is eating whole foods, very minimally processed. So the circulars of the grocery store, it's where you find a lot of the whole foods. Um, and 20% is, eh, you know what? I'm going to eat this, whatever it may be. Um, and there's such a, it's, it's a difficult topic at times because a lot of people, 
there's beliefs that go along with it. There's some people that, you know, of course, religions and stuff like that that don't eat beef. There's some people that, you know, like I, I don't appreciate how we process meats um, and animal products in the West, in Western culture. I really don't. Um, I've struggled with that mentally, to be honest with you. Um, we actually did. We did another video on the um, on the fake meats and how I think that I think that these fake meats are. I think they're a step in a good direction that we're looking for alternative sources. Mm-hmm. I think that it is a bit of a, uh, for some people, I think it's like a quick, like, oh my God, like it's healthy. It's healthy. So it's perfect. Um, I don't believe that they're like crazy superior, but I think they are a step in the right direction. Um, Jenna. Yeah. What's interesting about that podcast we did, because I went back and listened to it um, the other day, is that we literally, even though we were talking about nutrition the whole time, we didn't mention a single specific food item um, because it's different for everyone. And it's a process, too, of, you know, my journey with changing my diet was very slow and it had peaks and valleys. And, you know, you got to eat what's not going to make you crazy and go off the deep end and go you know, completely back to where you were to begin with. It is that trajectory of, yeah, if you have a more of a heavier balance on whole foods, on unprocessed foods, um, that's likely going to be a healthier choice for you. But most often, um, your sanity isn't going to hold out. <laughs> so you have to have that balance. Mm-hmm. And making better choices with the balance as far as, you know, like some of our cheats if you will is like you know that is something that we crave is like sweets and carbonated beverages and you know we found um these ice drinks and of course they're processed they have chemicals but um you know they seem to be from what we can tell maybe a better alternative than you know just a you know a a a coke or something like that Um, but it's making those trade-outs of those maybe better alternative choices overall I think is the maybe the answer. Well, and you can you can document you can document documentary you can documentary yourself to death. You can watch documentary after documentary, Ooh, and true. at the end of it, you're like, okay, I guess I can I guess I can drink water. But no, 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 there's stuff in the water. So, um, you know, I think it's really important to just try to slowly educate yourself. Like, educate yourself Ooh. by way of like, you're not going to eat whole foods 24 7 i mean maybe if you're amish and you live in a secluded land well, maybe yeah but, but well if you, you live near amish do amish do they eat processed foods i don't know i don't i don't know the answer to that okay, when you said that i was like i don't, I, don't I, thought you, I thought you knew the answer to that moving on um and and to clarify we're we are not registered dietitians uh so legally mm-hmm. here in florida at least you have to be a registered dietitian to say write a meal plan or something like that a personal trainer can give you some direction but you know, I can't sit yeah. down and write you a meal plan out. But, you know, so the question that you originally asked was, you know, what should I be eating? And it is a common question that we hear, but it's if you know that you're shooting for whole foods and they're whole foods that you like, you're on the right path. You're on the right path. Mm-hmm. And don't beat yourself up if you have an Oreo or if you have some pizza or whatever. And I just think it's like you said, Jenna, I think it's about the balance piece. What are you going to do long term? Mm hmm. I hope we answered the question. Gotcha. <laughs> you did, but it's exactly like it's still, I guess that literally 
maybe I have to go to a personal nutritionist who takes my blood and looks at the stuff and figures out, should I be having whole milk in my coffee or almond milk in my coffee? Like these are questions that I've had for years now of trying to figure this out. And I went a long time not putting any sweetener in and then it was okay, well, honey, is this... so that's like a whole, a whole other, other journey. And maybe like you said, even journaling my body's reactions to it, where I'm in a space right now where I probably won't go get blood taken for a, another month or two, but even just journaling my body's response to it, perhaps for, for our audience watching can help you see how you respond mm -hmm. to it. Cause since yeah. we're on a personal journey, you know, those things are something that we have to pay pay attention to. I just, uh, my my daughter is uh, 28. She actually lives in, in Florida. And um, we were talking yesterday. I told her, well, you know, mommy went vegan. And I said, but I call it vegan-esque. I think I'm probably about 75% yeah. of the time I'm, I'm doing pretty good with just the vegan and, you know, very little process. She was so amazed. <laughs> like she was so impressed. And it, it's the same thing. And I told her I was doing yoga every day. It's the same thing. It's those one step at a time, like we're talking about taking that one step and each day and each moment choosing to be better. Now, at that point, that's for you to plug the full name of your podcast, because that exactly connects with that. What is the full name of your yeah, podcast? Yeah. Well, and, and to clarify your point a little bit. Uh, so in that podcast, in that episode, we actually talked about the difference between, I look at it as there's basically three different types of food. There's healthy food there's calorically caloric there's caloric uh focused food and then there's in this middle piece both of them so if you're asking from a health stand are you asking from a health standpoint are you asking for like physical um how do i drop weight or physical transformation i I was just thinking for your physical health, because like I said, like we talked about earlier, I tend not to think about my size or my weight or anything like that, unless it's, you know what I'm saying? But I really, those choices that we're making every single day are so important. So, yeah. And so in it, long and short of it is I've seen study after study after study, and I've seen it go both ways. And if you were really wanting to figure that out, yeah, I mean, doing like a, going to a registered dietitian or having some sort of allergen test to figure out, okay, wait, do I like, do I have an inflammatory response to whole milk as compared to almond milk? Um, that would be a real specific question that they could answer. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't think I can answer that. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. and going back yeah, yeah. to your question of plugging our podcast, Matt loves to get off on tangents. That's all we've done. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so our podcast is called the better than yesterday, everyday podcast. Um, and better you, than yesterday, every day. That's another one of those yeah. moments that needs to be a little aha there. Better yes. than yesterday, every day. Mm -hmm. And that's that individual choice that we make every moment of every day, whether it's a physical journey or whether it's the emotional journey, mm -hmm. whether it's the spiritual journey, is that choice to be better than you were yesterday. And not better as in I'm more this or more that, but to be authentic and mm -hmm. loving and kind to yourself and in the physical journey i would guess that would be embracing my body as my temple because we're in these mm -hmm. vessels for this journey on this planet to go back a little woo woo and uh i had this experience with my i'm a person who always drives a beater car i drive a beater i don't care what it looks like on the outside i don't care about anybody's judgment it i call her smoking betty beater because the smoke pops out the back side and i just drive i told my mechanic 
I'm sorry that I didn't check X, Y, Z because I drive my cars till the wheels fall off. And then I went, oh, damn, I do the same thing with my body. Like I literally okay. will just run myself into the ground until yeah. something breaks and I have to go to a doctor. And so that choice every day to choose differently so that I'm not just running my car ragged, running my body ragged and running my mind to a point where it breaks is that better than yesterday everyday choice that everybody makes. And you, so you touched on it just then, but I want to highlight that a little more that better is subjective and to you, it's not objective. So better can mean, and I this has been for the both of us, better for me at one point was improving my own confidence level. Better for me was the first year I started with fitness was I gained 30 pounds intentionally of, it was, it wasn't all muscle, but uh, you know, quite a bit of it was muscle better can come in so many different fashions and it's, it's dependent upon what is better for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got anything? I love that. No. Well, I think <laughs> that better than yesterday, every day is incremental across the board. You know, you can't, um, I don't think you can focus on your mental health and really get your mental health fantastic without improving other aspects of your life. Yeah. Um, because you're loving yourself and embracing yourself more and really understanding yourself better when you're looking at your spiritual health or your mental health. And I think whether that means your body looks different or um, just the what you put out there looks different. How you feel. That, you know, that um, aura that you have looks different. You can't help but improve all the other aspects of your life when you're really focusing on one piece. And I think it's incremental. Some days I, I'm better in this aspect. Some days I'm better in that aspect. But overall, it's a, as long as you're, you know, your trajectory yep. is moving, that's what's important. Yep. It's true. Yeah. Self-awareness extends to the body, not just the soul. Yep. And mm -hmm. I think that that's peace that I've been missing is connecting that to this because we get in this state of how the vessel feels <laughs> and it hurts mm -hmm. to be in it. And if you can kind of lift yourself out of that physical experience, you know, but really we're in this vessel. I, I talk about we're human for a reason and, and no, no amount of like, Oh my God, you know, beam me out of here. Scotty is going to change that experience. Like the end of the experience is when you die. And even that may not be the end. It's, it's a journey into whatever comes next. Energy is not created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. And so in this journey in our body, we're human for a reason. We're here to experience human life. And part of that human life is this meat puppet that we walk around in all the time. <laughs> and, you know, learning to take care of that meat puppet and, and choosing to make uh, every single day better, subjectively better than the day before, I think is such a huge part of this. And there's a line from a terrible movie called... Um, Vanilla Sky, horrible movie, great line. There's a line in it that says, every moment is an opportunity to start over. And so like mm -hmm. literally I could choose immediately, okay, from this point forward, I'm gonna eat more whole food than not, or I'm gonna do yoga every day, or I'm gonna run 10 blocks if you can do that. And it's literally every single moment we get to choose. We get to mm -hmm. choose. And so that's part of the beauty of this. I just, I, I love that. I love what you guys are doing. I think we should probably wrap things up. I want you to let people know 
how they can get coaching with you, how you can do the training with them. I'm not sure what, what, you, what you call it, but I want you to plug all the stuff that you plug. I'm going to put your website up here while we do that. And um, uh, please, please share how, how my audience can get in touch with you. Well, and, I, and before we end it, like you, like you just said, that, that quote, say that one more time from Vanilla Sky. Say it again. Every moment is an opportunity to start again. Yeah, I love that. And it's like, that makes me immediately think of the last chapter of your life hasn't been written yet. It, like it's, it's never over Ooh. sort of thing. And you can adopt whatever you want to change. You can adopt. We are very adaptive beings and wherever you're at, whatever you're trying to change, you can, you can, you can, you can. Um, so anyway, yes, plugging time. So, um, for the coaching, um, I do, it's all online coaching and it was even before, uh, Corona, but, um, matlanefitness.com and pretty much every handle we have is Matlane Fitness. We're on YouTube, of course, uh, the, the YouTube channel, uh, for the podcast is actually the BTYE podcast, but the podcast itself is also on iTunes and Spotify and all those other places. Um, I mean, we're on TikTok. We're, I felt a little ridiculous sending you all of our links because we really have a lot of locations. <laughs> As I sent all those, I was like, I feel kind of like a jerk sending her all yeah. these links. But we, Well, Matt I put them all in the description here. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but Matlane Fitness is where you can find us pretty much everywhere. Yeah, and no matter who you are or what your mentality is, I think we may have um... – some sort of content that's up your yeah. alley. Um, you know, we do a live meal prep every Saturday, yeah. which kind of highlights how simply we cook, but, you know, also, you know, specifically what food we're eating for the week. Yep. We have a series uh, workout with us on our YouTube where, you know, it's been our quarantine fitness We've gone through some upper and lower body movements. We've gone through all the way down to the, you know, discussing every micro ingredient in the ice drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no matter what you're really drawn to, we've really tried to, you know, put content out there for people yeah. of, of all mentalities to try to help help you work through it. Yeah. And, and specifically, there is one playlist that we have that I keep adding to, and um, it's called Matt's Mental Fitness. And I'm proud of it because it's here for maybe six or seven episodes now. It's been me going to my therapist and coming back out to the car, turning the camera on and basically verbalizing what we went through and sort of my realizations with that. And um, it, like you said, how this, this is for you, what you're doing, your content is for you. That was very much a journalistic piece and being like, I need to do this, document this, find the progression for me. But a lot of people have really related to it and have said that it's very transparent. So yes, I think you're right. I think we have a lot of things that speak to different audiences and 1000% we're going to have you on our podcast. Um, this has been absolutely incredible. You are a fantastic host. Uh, we've, we've been on podcasts. We've had people, we've had guests on podcasts and sometimes the conversations flow really well. Sometimes they don't. And we've had a few episodes where we did not pu publish them just because it did not benefit the audience. But I will tell you that, you know, when you're in a state of like flow with content and especially coll like collaborating, you are so good. You are so, so good. And we want to have you Thank on. You. Um, at, we will talk about it off camera when, when we'll, when we'll do it, but this has been so fun. Yeah, it really has. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I want to let the audience know, like I said, I turned 50 this summer. So a lot of my audience really? is in my age range and mm -hmm. oh yeah. 
Um, <laughs> they're in my age range. <laughs> my my oldest son is older than than you guys, I believe. He's thirty. He turned thirty this year. Oh, oh, I'm thirty. And, uh, and then my my daughter's twenty eight. Oh, there you go. Okay, not uh-huh. quite. You look young too. You look, you look very young. <laughs> And then my my next one down is 28, and uh, and then I have a 16 year old who's still at home. So, but my audience is kind of in that age range. I have some that are younger, but I also have some that are up in their 60s and 70s um, that I've been friends with for a long time that follow my journey. And that just tells you that the spiritual journey can start at any age because some of these these Mm -hmm. people that are here, they've you know only been on this journey for a couple of months or a year or two and the transformation is just incredible so i know that physically that there's it's never too late to start and Mm -hmm. so do you work with people from all age ranges and all levels of um of fitness uh uh abilities yeah without a doubt i um i think my my most experienced client right now is um 67 um, and I, I don't go below 18 because there's a lot of specifics and there's certain uh, sub-certifications that you need through that. So 18 and up. I'm really, really looking for anybody that is wanting to approach it from a behavioral change uh, process. I really don't do like competitions or like I, I want to get into incredible athletic shape for like bodybuilding or shows. It's just not my realm. Um, I'm much more yeah. on the holistic of holistic uh total body health now not to say that i won't i won't help you get physical transformation but um yeah i think that answered the question add yeah i mean that's see and that's one of the reasons why i was drawn to you because something that i find in my spiritual journey that i know a lot of my people do is that to deal with people who are rooted only in the 3d world it's difficult sometimes even to have a conversation because when you say Something like, um, oh, I had this weird ringing in my ear and I thought that it was the spirit speaking to me. My doctor's response to that was either that or you're having some sort of brain event aneurysm and we need to get that look. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So even in that fitness realm, there's almost like a vocabulary that a person who tends to be a little bit more in the spiritual world has that sometimes doesn't translate very well to people who are only looking at the physical. So the fact Mm -hmm. that you also connect that change in the way that we think and and shift the perspective along with it. You were talking at the beginning about how sometimes you don't even do a physical workout in your training for weeks into it until you feel like they're ready to start making that change. So that's one of the reasons why I connected is because you are that connection between the mind, the body, and the spirit. So yep. I'm super, super grateful for you guys coming on. And I hope that my people, all of my people, please go and check their stuff out, go and give their channels a like, you know, reach out to Matt and start that journey for yourself because every moment is an opportunity to make a new choice. And I'm super grateful, you guys. Um, this is gonna like, when we, when you and I go off the air, you'll stay on with me, but we won't be live anymore. So we'll just chitty chat for a moment. Yeah. I wanna thank everyone that's here. Please reach out to Matt and Jenna and uh, give them some love, give them some appreciation, share this out. And uh, let's make that connection because you're riding in this vessel. It's ride or die. So let's yeah. make it ride instead of die, y'all. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank and, and you y'all... so much. I'll see you guys next time. Uh, is there anything you want to wrap up with, Matt and Jenna? I do. I wanted to say that, you know, you don't have to be a paying client to talk to me. I'll help you in any way that I can. Um, but this has just been a lot of fun. I, I Like uh, watching through your content, it, uh, 
you have such a light about you, no pun intended. Um, but <laughs> but you your personality is the reason that people are here watching you and will continue to watch you. Your audience is going to get big, get bigger and better because of who you are, how you present it. Um, it's one thing to have the ideas, but if you can't present it well, mm-hmm. nobody's going to watch. So you are going to grow. You are you are fantastic at what you do. What you do. So thank you for having us on. Thank you, know, you. And, and thank you all. Thank you. I will send you that check later. Say that one more time. Yes, Jenna. I I uh, <laughs> I will send you that check later for promoting my right. guys. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Just keep it. <laughs> and and you guys, uh, I uh, I'm gonna give them a plug as well, and and tell you since we're at the very end, and people are you know at the end of watching. I started. I found them because I'm a sci-fi nerd, and um, oh, yeah. so I found them yeah, yeah. through one of their friends' videos. Um, Hard uh, Harden Holdman. And um, they do these react videos, and Matt had never seen a string of videos, uh, Star Wars and the MCU and all of that kind of stuff. So that was where I started. And then uh, they mentioned, I must have watched six or seven before you actually mentioned what you do and your channel. And then I wouldn't watch that. I was like, this is why the universe put this in my algorithm to see this is (laughs) because I needed to connect with Matt and Jenna. And Jenna, I'm very glad that you're getting in the intros. <laughs> I'm very glad. More Jenna is exactly what I need to see in these videos. So I'm just saying. Not that, not that, you know, the rest of your friends aren't wonderful, but more Jenna would be great. So. That's awesome. I agree. I, that was going to be one of the questions. So anyone who's interested in that, reach out to me, and I'll send you the link for the stuff. I, I, have, I have discovered that I love these React videos because watching people rediscover things that I love is joyful whether it's music or even the ones where they're eating there's a whole series of irish people eat things yeah, so irish that. people eat crispy cream and irish yep. people eat candy or drink tequila it's just it's joyful to yep. watch other people have these experiences you know and, and to share that because it shows us how we're connected yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know we're, yeah. we're all more alike than we are different yep. and those videos show us how we're connected to other people it's, so I, I'm super grateful for the universe. I always say I have no idea why, why this is put in front of me, but with you guys now, I know why you were put in front of me. So that's, that's, <laughs> all right, I'm really going to sign off. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really going to sign off now. Thank you so much, you guys. Again, I appreciate it. Anyone who didn't get the links, although I put every single one of them in there, please reach out to me. Ask me any questions that you want. I will be sure to pass them on if you can't somehow get to one of Matt's 12 links that are in there. But believe me, you're going to find them. You're going to find them, I promise. Okay. I love every single one of you. I'm so, so grateful for you. Better Than Yesterday Every Day is the podcast for Jenna and Matt. And as I always say, you are beloved. You matter. You are loved. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. So good, so good, so good, so good. This has been the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to subscribe to the show as well. And follow Matt Lane Fitness on YouTube. Until next time, you don't have to be perfect. Just be better than yesterday every day.